You're listening to the Strategically Podcast. I'm Tyler Collins. And I'm Brandon Collins. As we like to say, strategy is all about finding the best way to get from where you are to where you want to be. Head over to our website, Strategically, that's strategic.li, for more tools and content. But right now, you can join us for this casual conversation where we dive deep into the concepts behind thinking strategically in life, business, or whatever you care about. In this episode, we look at the chess prodigy Josh Waitzkin and what his example teaches us about being clear about your end destination. We also hit on the idea of navel gazing and how sometimes that can be helpful and sometimes it's just distracting. (laughs) Finally, we discuss the role that instinct plays in finding your desired future. So let's get into it. Whether it's this session or the next session, but how how do you know what future reality you should be after? Um, There's a lot that goes into that. The other thought though, and this is something you that you, what you were just saying sort of brought to my mind is that, um, and we've hit this in, in a, in a previous session in a different, uh, sort of way, but there's level, there's almost levels or layers of strategy where you can zoom in and out. So for example, and, and it almost makes it more complicated to talk about. So I hope I'm not going to confuse anybody here in for a second, but one for one strategic plan, like say it's, say it's, uh, let me use this as an example. Um, who's the guy, do you know the guy, uh, the, the movie finding Bobby Fisher? Or yeah. looking for Bobby Fisher. Uh-huh. Who, who's that based on? Do you know his name? John Waitskin or Josh Waitskin? That's it. Josh Waitskin, I think. I'll look it up um, while you're going. Yeah. So anyway, if you've not heard of his story, very fascinating. Uh, I read his book a while back. It's something about the art of learning. I think it's called something like that. So Josh was a guy who, when he was really young, I think maybe like eight or seven or six, something like that, um, in elementary school, he like discovered chess and just fell in love with chess. And it turned out he was this like really young chess prodigy. It is prodigy. Joshua Waitskin. So Josh Waitskin. Yeah. Um, and so he, I forget what championship he won, but he basically did very, very well in the chess world as a very young person and was very, um, you know, uh, celebrated in the, in that realm. Uh, and then basically he got kind of, um, I don't know, not jaded or maybe cynical is the right word. Uh, the whole, the whole community. So anyway, long story short, he ended up like sort of trekking out into the world to sort of find who am I and what do I want? And it's not chess anymore. So now like what's next for me? Mm. Um, and he landed in somehow he got connected with, um, uh, it's called push hands. I believe it's jujitsu. No, not jujitsu. Anyway, Kung Fu, Muay Thai. Okay. I'm sorry guys. It's, it's, I know just enough, but not the details, but anyway, (laughs) he got into martial arts and it's called push hands, which is like a really intense competitive, um, uh, 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 martial art. And he ended up becoming like, I think the world champion of push hand. Uh, so he wrote this book to say, Hey, I became world champion here and I became world champion here on two totally different things. And like, here's it's what I called saw. It's called Aikido. Aikido. Like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, but it is Tai Chi push hands is what you were talking okay. about. The competitive okay, yeah. sport of Tai Chi push hands. Tai Chi, Tai Chi. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let me zoom. This is, this is a perfect analogy of what I'm, of, of what the point I'm making. So let's pretend we're Josh as a young boy and he's his goal, his end destination, not his goal, his big picture end destination is I want to be chess champion. Mm. He could come up with a strategy that would involve, it would incorporate training. It would incorporate, uh, you know, learning, memorizing different chess openings and mid games and strategies. It would, it would incorporate practice and it would incorporate uh, sleep and health and sharpening his mental edge and, and all he writes about all that in the book. Um, but it pick any specific tournament that he went to and he could develop a strategy for that specific tournament maybe mm. and say, I need to, I need to beat this guy 
you know, in, in this game's really, really a key pivotal moment. So I really need to make sure I get a checkmate instead of just a tie or whatever. Um, and so that's a strategy inside of a strategy. But then yeah. I could zoom out further and say, well, then he gets disillusioned with chess. And now he's like, what's my life all about? So now <laughs> he needs his life strategy. His life destination is in question, right? And so there's all these layers and one, one strategy, like for example, maybe his life um, strategy becomes something about achievement and, and learning. And so one of the goals on the road to that is this push hands competition this push hands championship. So one for one of his, um, a goal for one of his strategies could actually be the end destination for a new strategy. So there's like almost this like layering yeah. effect. Is that making sense what I'm saying? Yeah, de- definitely. So I say all that just to say, I, I, and again, I hope I didn't overly complicate it just there, but, um, no, I think if anything, that was clarifying, uh, because I think maybe what, what I felt and what you're describing is that goal, like thinking of goals, goals are like checkpoints along the way. And even those checkpoints can be unhelpful. Like, cause what you just said about like strategies within strategies, like I need to accomplish this because I want to accomplish this bigger strategy. That is actually more helpful in my way. It, it, it to me anyway then I need to have this goal and this goal is for this goal. And because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know why though, maybe, and maybe we need to get into that. Why is goal a less helpful way of thinking about it than future reality and a strategy? And maybe that's just our preference. Like maybe that just resonates better with us. Um, but what I feel, what I think is that that is less helpful than what hmm. you are describing. Okay. Um, I think it probably does have a lot to do with our own, what we're bringing to the table, our yeah, culture that sure. we grew up in and the books we've read and so on. Um, but again, I, I also just think that, it, and then the reason I say that too, is because the word goal is just an English word. And like, what do you associate Absolutely. that with? Yeah. What, you you know? in, what meaning you inject into that is going to exactly. be different from person to person. Yeah. Um, but also, as I was thinking through that analogy, that Josh Waitzkin analogy, you know, I, or example, maybe is a better word. Um, it's almost it's almost like the word goal becomes obsolete. And again, we're sort of back to how do you define it? Yes. But imagine he said, my goal is to become chess champion. Um, Is you would not call that smart or fast, right? Like you wouldn't know time bound, like by what age or maybe he he doesn't care what age. Um, Maybe you couldn't achieve that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like chess, did he ever become a chess grandmaster? It looks like he didn't. Um, Do you know what I'm saying? I can't remember. Okay. I mean, I can look it up later or look it up now, but I think the idea is you could get into something like you could set a big goal. We'll keep using that word for now of, Mm -hmm. I want to become chess grandmaster and you get into it and realize I, my progress has stopped. Like I'm not getting any better. I'm kind of capped. So then at that point, what would you do? I mean, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is maybe goal is really not a helpful way of thinking about it. I think the goal here, here, that's a good, this is a clarifying what you're saying. Um, I think what you would, and this is where the whole, this whole discussion began and why this, this question of what's your end destination, what's your, uh, future desired future reality is so vital because you would need to uh, jettison that goal and come up with a new one, but you would not be able to do that. Well, if you did not have a consistent end destination, for example, maybe, um, you know, Josh would say, uh, let me let me use a different example. Um, you know, maybe your goal is say, let me use the salesperson example. I want to achieve X number of sales by X date. And you might choose that same, maybe three different people choose that same goal, the same number, the same date for three different reasons. They're looking at three different desired futures. One of them wants to buy a home and they know they're not going to be able to afford it. 
um, unless they can make X number of dollars yeah. in, um, yeah. what do you call it when you sell something and you get, uh, you get a little bit of that commission. Yeah. I need this many commissions. So that's my sales goal yeah. to get that commission. Uh-huh. Another one maybe is like, a um, proving, you know, I don't know, maybe it's like, uh, they've got some sort of, um, relationship and it's like, oh, you're never going to make it. I'm going to prove them wrong. That's my future. I'm not saying that's a good future, <laughs> you know, way to choose your future destination, but that's what's motivating them. And they choose that to sort of as a as a personal achievement. Maybe the third person is like, I'm after a promotion. And I yeah, know if I hit yeah. that, I'll, you know, so now let's pretend all three of them realize that that goal is not going to happen, that they're never going to hit that destination on time, or they're maybe they'll hit a certain point on time, but it won't be as far as they thought. They all need to jettison that goal. But then what comes next? They yeah. may all pick a totally different goal next because their end destination is different. Co- Does that make totally sense? different. Yeah. So I think we've come back around to say goals really are helpful as checkpoints, mm-hmm. not necessarily as the big thing, as the end destination. And I think the reason that is, is because goals, good goals should be smart, should be fast. They should be things that you can accomplish in a specific amount of time that are very specific, right? Mm-hmm. That's what a yeah. goal should be. It's, it's, it is that framework of a GPS of helping, you know, did you, did you meet the mark? Um, and that's why review, yeah, did you miss your turn? That's why review is helpful. Uh, reviewing your goals is helpful because you you need that feedback. Oh, I, I went left when I should have gone right. Um, mm-hmm. I gained weight this week instead of losing weight, you know, because I because I'm checking my goal, which is I want to lose, you know, two pounds a week or whatever it might be. Yeah. But that's yeah. not an end destination, losing 20 pounds. And so getting back to goals being unhelpful, again, like what you said, I think it begs the question, and I think this is the what we're really hitting on, and we can wrap this conversation up here, which would be great. It begs the question, what after that? Whether you achieve your goal, we've been talking about people who haven't achieved their goal, but what if you do achieve it? Mm. Then what? So the idea of a goal is, this is a smaller period of time, smaller chunk of your life maybe, that you can get specific about, that you can put time on, that you can strategize about. Yes. That's the other thing yes. about this strategy stuff is that it it doesn't matter whether it's a massive five-year-long part of your life or just the next six months or just mm-hmm. this month. You can still make really great strategies to get where you want to go. Yes, um, that's well said. And I think – yeah. I think two two things and then we can move on. So the the house example of the sales guy, the guy who's trying to sell the house for sales, or excuse me, <laughs> he's trying to make sales to commission. buy the house. There we go. Yeah, yeah commission. Um, maybe he would say, oh, my goal, he would use that English word to is to buy a house. But in reality, that's not the right word because it's not, he doesn't know exactly when he'll be able to afford it. And maybe he, oh, suddenly he has the money, but now the housing market is is messed up and he can't well, find a home. I would even do you one better and say, why do you want the home? No, exactly. That's my yeah, point. That's yeah. my point is to do, say is he's it because, using the wrong word. Yeah. Like, I think that's another problem that, that I know I've seen in my life as well is not going deep enough <clears throat> with goals. And again, that's, I think, another downfall of this word goal, whereas vision, future reality is a better way of thinking about it because you don't want the house because you want a house. You want the house because you want a place to live or you're, you know, you want more space for your family or you want to live in a certain location that's better, closer to better schools because that's something you value. Like, fill in the blank. There are a lot mm-hmm. of reasons, but houses aren't a means. You know, they're not- they they're, are. <laughs> They are a means. They are a means to a yeah. something else. That yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. And it's the same with money. When you hear people say, and and this is, I think this is the downfall of like my vision journal. I want to make X number of dollars. Mm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, for what reason? Even if yeah. you want to say 
because I want to make more money than this person over here. That's still a better reason. Like I wouldn't yes. say that's a good reason, but that's still exactly. We're a not judging reason. your. We're not judging yeah, exactly. your, your your end destination, but yeah. you need one, dude. What you're saying is perfect. Um, uh, if if anyone has read, and I know you and I both have the book, um, Four Hour Work Week. That's yeah. exactly the point he makes in that book yeah. is to say everyone is striving after making all this money, but you never you need to stop and ask yourself why. Why do I want the money? Is it because I want to be able to travel? Well, you could, you might be able to travel. He makes this point yeah, very, yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah. You mm-hmm. might be able to travel right now instead of trying to earn, 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 and then yeah. retire and then travel. Yep. What if you could travel your whole life without that money? Mm. Or what if you want, you know, he, I think he talks about, um, uh, you know, you want to spend more time with your family. Well, what if you could do that now without waiting for retirement or, mm. you know, it, it, and I think the point there is just to say, or, or not the point, but the thing that that draws out is what you were just saying that. You get boxed in if all you have is a goal, if all you have is the next thing and you don't know your end destination. Um, so I think that I think that it helps you be more creative. It helps you um, not take wrong turns. All the things we've been saying um, and, and having people challenge you, like, why do you want that thing is like really helpful. Well, wow, so we we got a lot there. And I think this is really, really great because now we've set up because, you know, I think there's there is a danger almost here where people just slot <laughs> when we say choose your end destination. They just slot in all they've ever known about goals and say, oh, they mean choosing a goal. Mm. That is not what we mean. And I think yeah. we have really answered that. And I think we've also shown um, how goals can almost be a pitfall, uh, which we'll get into pitfalls later. But goals can can be a downside because that's not what we're talking about. Um, let me let me just add one more point. I know we okay. need to move on, but I, no. I think this is important because I don't what I don't want is for someone to think, oh, I can't use this kind of strategic thinking to to achieve my goals. Uh, true. Uh, the way we're talking about. Yes. Goals. Yes. Because you can. Yes. But I think what we've landed on, maybe this is a good summary, is again, the zooming in and zooming out. You can have a goal for the next hour. I want to write this many words. Well, why? Because I want to achieve the goal of writing this many thousands words in the week. Yeah. And why do I want that? Because I'm yes. trying to write a book. Why are you trying to write a book? Because yes. of this. Why you write why why why? And eventually you get to the top, which is like very existential and you know, who yes. are you as a human being yep. and why are any of us here? Yeah. But and I'm not what I'm not trying to say is you have to have all that figured out in order to do this process. Mm. But I think what we have landed on is you have to have at least one or two steps beyond where you're currently working. Does that make sense? So maybe you don't need, let's say you're at, if, if, if I need to write 1,000 words in the next one hour is your goal. I'm not saying you have to know how that influences your life you know, and your whole existential reality necessarily, but you at least need to know then one or two or three steps above that one small goal in order to really know. Because then when the time comes and you have to jettison that goal, you won't be able to do it well. And also there's pieces of the strategy, like you just said, or like we were just talking about in four hour work week, where knowing what's behind it is important so you can uh uh innovate. Does that make sense what I'm saying there? Yeah, I, I think where I would maybe disagree a little bit, um well, just taking your analogy, and not not disagree, but just say this is the importance of knowing your end destination. Okay, let's say you want to write a book. Let's say it's fiction, for instance, because it's a goal that I've I've had in the past. And so then you start breaking that down to, I got to write X number of words and I have to figure out how to write good dialogue. And I need to know what a good world feels like and know what's, you know, what's enough detail. Like, do I need eight languages? Like, you know, Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fully fleshed (laughs) out that someone can literally learn and speak like Klingon or whatever. Uh, Or do I just need enough so that my characters, you know, can react to stuff happening. Uh, So there's like all of these things. 
there's a lot of goals that I just mentioned. That could be a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And you could accomplish all those things and then be like, I didn't really want to write a fiction book. You know what I'm saying? So I think sure. there's a point of like, why do you want to do this thing? What <laughs> what does that get you? I, I think is important. That's almost more important than what are these goals? Those goals are important, but it's almost the prerequisite has to be, why are you trying to get, like, what is the reality? And that's why I think vision is the right word. What is the vision you're trying to achieve? Is it because you want financial freedom? Well, there's a lot of other ways you can achieve financial freedom. That's right. Uh, Is it because you enjoy the act of writing or you love creation or you want to tell a good story? Knowing those things uh, is more important, but you can't know those things until you zoom out far enough to have that future reality because, and this is the point I was trying to make earlier, you don't always know what it's going to take to get to that future reality. In fact, I would say you never know pretty much. Nine times out of 10, you never are going to know what it takes to get there. Before you start, that's right. Before you start. So I think that sitting down, writing these goals, all you've done is zoom way in when what you really should have done is zoom way out as far out as you possibly can and spend a good amount of time answering those big, ridiculously hard questions to answer. Like you said, existential questions, those have to be answered. Then you can zoom in all you want. Okay. So that's where I was, that's where I'd push back, but I am pushing back back only in my instinct is pushing back. I don't know if I, like I, I might yeah. disagree with myself here in a little while, but like, <laughs> but that's why this here's is my fireside thing. strat. Cause we're yeah, chatting. That's right. That's right. Um, so first let me say this, what you just said is spot on in that. That is the best way to go about number one, living your life. But number two, thinking strategically because strategy yes. always incorporates the next thing and you always, so that's one, that's the thing. That's a yeah, point that's you made. So true. Um, and strategy always incorporates flexibility and you can't yes. be flexible if you don't know what's behind the thing you're after. Yeah. Um, so in some senses, there's a very good like wisdom. Uh, uh, it's just a better way to live. It's ha- you'll be happier. Like it's a good way to live your life sense, but there's also mm. like strategic reasons to have that figured out. Um, however, this is where I was maybe going to push back is, and, and, and when I a hundred percent agree that that is better, um, is it vital? Meaning could, would we say you literally cannot be successful unless you have gone all the way to the very high fifth tippy top of the of Mount Ever you know Mount Everest of your existential. Why are you alive? <laughs> Why do you choose to wake up in the morning? Yeah. Does if you have not gone that far and like really come up with decent answers, does that mean you will not be able to strategize about you know becoming chess champion or writing a novel? I don't know that I would say that. Yeah, I agree. I think what you're hitting on. No, this is a great point because I think what you're hitting on is there is a pitfall there as well. Um, it, there, as yes. just as we've been talking about the pitfall of goals, and I think we've done a good job and we hit that, but there's a pitfall there as well in zooming way out and hitting these huge existential goals, which is you can get into, I don't know what else to call it, but navel gazing. That's right. <laughs> Where yeah. you spend all of your time, you know, with philosophy and why do I exist? And, mm-hmm. you know, I like this picture of like writing poetry every day and like yes. day 21, I still am no closer <laughs> to finding my purpose. <laughs> You know, but the one thing yeah. I know is, you know, I love who yeah. I become, you know, I just like that kind of picture. And I, again, I have fallen into that trap myself of, well, oh, I got to have these massive questions figured out. Yes. And I don't think you do. However, that's not the same as what we are saying either. 
like let all and this is the only way I can illustrate it just because it's my own personal life. But when I when I decided that I wanted to transform my body and physically what I look like, I didn't have all those philosophical things figured out. You know, I didn't say like, oh, that's not really who I am as a person. That's not a part of my core. I have kind of figured that out along the way. That part of who I am is um uh, maybe not part of who I am, but how I think about myself is that I am an athletic person who is in shape. That's how I think about mm. myself. So if I am out of shape and I can't be athletic and I get out of breath, just chasing my kids around the yard. Yeah. Now I'm in dissonance and we'll get yes. into this later on with who I, how I think about myself. Yes. Uh, so those are questions that I've answered along the way, but didn't answer up front. Um, but the one thing that I did know it, it, the like baseline that I had is, I need to change my body because it's affecting my life in ways that I don't like. That was probably the about as far as I went and maybe only a little farther. The second piece of that was I also know that if I do change my body, it'll affect my life in positive ways that I do want. I'll have a bigger impact on people. <laughs> this was number one. This is going to sound weird, but I'm, I'm just being real transparent. Uh, I know that when people look at you, they see yeah. certain things. And if they see, oh, there's, there's a fatty who can't run. <laughs> yeah, they, just make, snap honest, judgments. they yeah. make snap judgments. They think, oh, he must be lazy or he can't discipline himself or I don't like looking at him. You're going to lose influence with people. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to have an impact on people. I knew that I wanted to be able to influence people. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I think it could be depending on the case, that like how you look is a part of it. You know, there's so many YouTubers who are only successful because they are good looking. Their content is crap and what yeah. they say is ridiculous, but they're good looking. So people watch them, you know, so that's a part of it. Um, and that's probably as far as I got, but that was enough for me. So to your point, I think that there is a point of, yeah, you can go too far with it and you might not have all those answers right away. And it, it will probably take some time to fill in a lot of those gaps, but I think there's a baseline that you have to have to really get the ball rolling and get and get moving. And I think that is what I would say is get the baseline done. Now, we'll have to define and probably get more specific about yeah. probably what that looks like and how far is far enough and how far is too far. You know, I yeah. think those are questions we can answer. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that sort of answers your question. Right. Um, yes. Uh, a couple things on that. So one is. <laughs> The, um, I just read, well, I say just, it was probably a few a few months ago now, but, yeah. um, and now I can't think of the name of the book either. Um, anyway, the point of the book <laughs> was talking about, uh, he was pushing, the author was pushing back on this whole idea that you need to pick who you're going to be when you're young and then stick to it forever. Um, diverse, no, not diversity nuts. Is this sounding familiar? Yeah. I'm talking about. I remember you telling me about it, but I, I didn't have uh, it. Let me look it. it up. Cause I, I think it'll be helpful and useful to put in the show notes and for the listeners. Um, and it won't take me long to, to find it real quick. Um, but his whole point, well, hopefully I can talk while I'm looking this up. His whole point is uh, just to show that, um, number one, people who try to do that, who try to do the navel gazing for like a really long time, and then they, they think they've come to like, oh, this is it. This is the answer of who I am. Um, there's all sorts of reasons that that does not work out well. Mm. Uh, range. It's called range. Why generalists trump triumph in a specialized world. David Epstein. That's the that's the author. David Epstein. Um, highly recommended. Excellent, excellent book. Really pushes back on that whole idea of like you know, as a classical musician, if you haven't started by the time you're four, you're you're too late. Don't even worry <laughs> about it. Like don't bother. 
Um, he gives so many different examples and it's just very fascinating. It was actually very encouraging to me because I see myself as a generalist yeah. um, more than a specialist. Um, so anyway, let me not get too much down that path. But um, one of the things he talks about there that is just was really something I had never come to grips with because I have very, very much been a disciple of a convert of the come up with your your one life statement and then mm. that's it for the rest of your life yes. for a long time for, yeah. for many months and even years and the thing that he said that really resonated i knew it was true the moment i saw, i heard it in the book because i was listening to it on audible in case you're wondering also not a sponsor um maybe someday the um <laughs> is he said you aren't the same person for your whole life yeah. Totally. So it's foolish to think that you can, number one, he talks about how you don't know yourself well when you're young. So like mm. trying to find exactly who you are and you need to experiment, you need to go down wrong paths and, and that's okay. And see that as part of your journey and, and so on for your life. I'm talking not like, yes. you know, for your business and yep. your strategy. Um, but he, he, so he talks about like, you don't know who you are and, and you, you learn about yourself. But then the second thing he says is it changes who you are changes. Mm. And so it would be foolish to say, I'm going to navigate. I'm going to, I can't make this decision. This is where I started to go back to what you were saying about it's possible to go too far with this. Um, it's foolish, I think. And it's, it's um, impractical. Maybe it's a better word, not foolish. It's impractical. That is exactly the right word to think I will never make a choice. I will never set a goal until uh, that is not in alignment with the very deepest existential questions of my life because those things, number one, are, are always in a little bit of flux as you move through seasons of life, as you have different experiences. And so then here's why I say it's impractical. It is possible to that statement I just said, I'm never going to make a choice. I'm never going to achieve, like, aim for a goal that's not in alignment. That's not impossible if you spent all your time constantly <laughs> checking in and yeah. saying, wait, am I still the same yes. person I was last yeah. month? Am I, you know, is that which, still who which I think I, I want to jump in here and say that that is a really important life skill and it's an important thing to schedule into your day. Yes. I, I, I know where you're going to go with this and I don't want to stop you because I think you should go there, but some people never do this. And there's a point of saying you, if you are never doing this and if you've never done this, you need to start building this into your schedule. Something that That's I right. do for work, especially is every Monday morning, I check my strategic priorities because I need to remind myself again of what I'm trying to accomplish before the mundane, you know, the mundane things of email and this person walked in my office and I have this meeting before those things overwhelm me and drag me off course. I need to remind myself of like, what am I really trying to accomplish here? So that's important, but go ahead with the rest of your point. Yes. So the point is you need some of that. And I think that's what you were sensing and driving at earlier in our discussion is it is also not healthy yes. um, to not have ever done it and not have yes. any idea who you are. Yeah. But my point was to say, if you literally woke up and spent hours and hours, yeah. whether it's every yep. day or every week, yes, I think it is probably possible you would develop that skill and, and whatever. <laughs> but how much time would you then be wasting? You know, um, how much actual difference in the world could you have made with the time that you spent? Yeah, and that's yeah. where navel gazing <laughs> is the perfect phrase because uh -huh. that's like now you're just a navel gazer. Now you're just staring. By yep. the way, navel gazing, I had not heard that word until just oh, a few really? years ago. That's and so I did funny. not get it. Basically, it just means you're staring at yourself. You're looking yep. inwardly all yes. the time. Yep. And you never down. think of other people. You never mm -hmm. think of what's outside of you. Um, and so I, I don't think it's practical. I don't think it's a helpful way of living your life. And the last thing I was going to say, and this is going to come... Uh, this is going to come up. I don't, I don't know that we'll, <laughs> we've really gone into this and I really like where we've landed, but I don't think we're going to get into, um, 
uh, choosing how to choose your destination in this session, probably. Maybe we maybe we'll start it, but um, this will come up. This is what I started to say. This will come up in that session. Yes, uh, that section. But the the point I was going to make is, I think we all have a certain amount of intuition about existentially who we are. Um, whether or not that is is um, accurate is another question. But we all have sort of a gut instinct. Like I think that's what I heard you talking about when you talked about you know, your, your body, uh, transformation focus. And uh-huh. like, you didn't need to necessarily drive that all the way to the tippy top of Mount Absolutely. Everest existentially, because yeah. you just knew you just had a sense like, yes, that is in alignment with who I am. And that does line up with my deepest goals. Um, and that process now- only took me probably two weeks. Now you could probably argue that I had been thinking about it for much longer than that. Um, and there were like a lot of other pieces to it, but the actual intentional piece of that, of me deciding like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get fit. Uh, and why do I want to do that? Cause I knew why was going to be important because I'd done, I'd tried to do it other times and it had failed. And I knew the reason I'd failed is because I didn't have a big enough why that my motivation had yes. would just peter out. I mean, you guys all know like the January in January, everyone joins the gym in February. Everyone's yep. gone. Um, yep. that's why I joined the gym in February. <laughs> <laughs> you waited for the True rush. story. I did. Um, So I knew that. So, but the actual time of me knowing a feeling, maybe is even a better word of feeling like, okay, I need to change. I want something different for myself. And then landing at the like baseline answers to my questions was probably only about two weeks. Now, granted, there was a lot of work in those two weeks of talk, having conversations like you and I talked a lot about stuff during that time. Um, you know, I talked to dad a lot about stuff during that time, talked to my wife a lot, talked to some friends. There were a lot of conversations with other people, mm-hmm. a lot of conversations with myself. Okay. Not really, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Self-talk. The, the sitting down, thinking. the thinking through. Yeah. Um, I didn't do any writing a lot of times I do, but I didn't for that. I think because I wanted it to be different from all the other times and all the other times, that's what I would do. Sit down, write out my goals, vision cast, all those things. Um, and this time I was like, no, I'm going to not do that. I'm going to do this differently. Um, so not that you have to do it that way, but that's just what I did. So all that to say, it only took me about two weeks to get to that baseline level, which was enough to really get going and start setting actual goals, you know, specific attainable, all of those things. So I don't think this has to be a big, huge, long process to get where you really need to get to really start moving forward and and to the point of like (laughs) this whole show actually start building a strategy for accomplishing that vision, that reality. Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as they're released. You can also view this content along with visuals on our YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you on the next one.